Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, October 25th, 2021 in the Gregorian calendar and the 19th of Cheshvan, 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Tomorrow and Wednesday, we are not doing a podcast, but I will be hosting an Instagram live interview tomorrow. So that's Tuesday at 7 p.m. Israel time and 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S., and that is going to be with Israeli actress Moran Rosenblatt. You will recognize her face from Fauda and Hit and Run, both two extremely popular shows that were filmed here in Israel. Hit and Run was filmed between Israel and New York City, my beloved home of New York City. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to ask her about her career and what it's like to be an international actress and how she got there. Now, Let's get to the news. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett is back in Israel after his three-day state visit with his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, in Sochi, which is a city in Russia. The pair discussed bilateral relations in regards to Israeli security needs and the situation in Syria. Bennett says, quote, we talked about the situation in Syria, of course, since the Russians are our neighbors in the north to some extent. End quote. Because of the military involvement of both Russia and Israel in Syria, coordination between the two is necessary to avoid any miscalculation. So both Russia and Israel are involved with military operations in Syria, and they want to be consulting one another before carrying out strikes. The meeting between the two leaders went longer than initially planned, causing Bennett, an Orthodox and Sabbath-observing Jew, to miss Shabbat with his family in Israel. However, the Chabad of Sochi and its head, Rabbi Shalom Lazar, were happy to prepare kosher food for the Israeli delegation. Rabbi Lazar said he was delighted that the meeting ran over time because it gave the Jewish community of Sochi the opportunity to perform a mitzvah or a good deed for the prime minister by feeding him and all of the politicians that were with him What a cool opportunity. Imagine that the prime minister needs to come to you in order to get fed and and fixed up for Shabbat. That is pretty awesome. Syrian media reports that on Monday morning, so that was early this morning, Israeli helicopters struck targets in southern Syria near its border with Israel. The missiles hit targets connected with Hezbollah in the town of Al-Ba'ath, and two other neighboring locations as well. Reports indicated that the three sites share links to Hezbollah's Golan file. The Golan file is an effort by the terror group to establish a front along the Golan border to carry out attacks against Israel. According to Syrian media, two of the sites struck were observation posts used by Hezbollah. The third site was close to a Syrian military facility that Israel has long said is working with the terror group. If you didn't know, Syria and Israel meet in Syria's south and in Israel's north. There's a border. It's very green and lush, and it is called the Golan Heights. 
Early reports say that the strikes only caused material damage in that area. The Israeli Defense Force do not usually comment on these types of strikes, so it's not confirmed that these hits were, in fact, from Israel. It's just being assumed so. Cyprus media reports that authorities arrested two Pakistani citizens on suspicion of planning attacks against Israelis in Cyprus. According to reports, two Pakistani nationals living in Cyprus are linked to the recent plots to target Israelis on the island. We reported on this some weeks back. Police believe that the two suspects consulted with the Azerbaijani national who planned to assassinate Israeli businessman Teddy Sagi back in September. Police found photos of potential targets on their cell phones, in addition to what seems to be surveillance footage of specific sites. The Israeli government says that the plots are actually an Iranian terror campaign that's targeting Israelis. However, the Cypriot government still holds firm that Tehran, which is the capital of Iran, is not involved in plotting to take down Israelis that are living and doing business in Cyprus in any way. Turkish media is showcasing the photos of 15 men in their media who are thought to be Israeli spies working for the Mossad. They were all allegedly arrested in Turkey last week. One of the spies, according to Turkish media, had been collecting information about the kind of facilities Turkey provides for Palestinians in Turkey who are against the state of Israel. This officer was reported missing in June of this year, apparently to divert attention from the rest of his crew, which was being monitored at the time. There's information on the other alleged spies as well, with one of them being a German-based officer, one in charge of transferring money, and another apparently working with other Mossad officials based in Croatia. We'll be following up on what is to happen with those 15 men whose faces have been shown in Turkey's media and saying that they are spying for Israel. Not a great piece of coverage if you are them. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we would like you to consider sending a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I come up with myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. And thankfully, Monique, our latest paid subscriber did get in touch with us on Instagram. She sent me a direct message. She is going to be receiving a thank you note. She listens to us all the way from Australia. I've never sent mail to Australia. I'm so excited. She used to live here in Israel, and now she stays up to date on what's going on in the Holy Land by listening to us here at the Israel Daily News podcast. So exciting. Thank you for your interest in being up to date on Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one central link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that will take you to the page where you can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you are supporting independent journalism. 
So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can share the show with a friend. And you can follow us on social media at israeldaily.news as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it. And I'm very sensitive about that. Don't forget that tomorrow and Wednesday, we are not producing a podcast. Tuesday, I'm traveling up north to conduct a research for a long-term project that I'm working on. The podcast on Thursday will likely be a bit different. I'm going to have some notes about my experience sleeping overnight in a tent in the desert at the Midburn Festival. That's right. I'm going there to cover the event. After three years of being out of operation due to COVID-19, Midburn is back in Israel's Negev Desert in the south based on the Burning Man model. Have you heard of that? Burning Man. It was born in the west coast of the United States. Midburn is the Israeli version. It's held in the desert. Around 12,000 people attend this music and art extravaganza. Organizers of the event don't even like to call it a festival, okay? They call it a pop-up city. The place is a space for bartering, and it is full of inclusion People dress in interesting outfits, listen to bands, go to workshops, and try to learn about themselves while having a good time. Everyone entering will have to show proof of vaccination and or a negative PCR test to show that they don't have COVID. I'm going to be giving you all updates. The next time you hear from me on this podcast, I am going to be in the desert. I am. I wonder how I'm going to feel. I'm going to sleep in a sleeping bag in a tent. Not my first time, but it's going to be a real interesting experience. You can follow me on my personal Instagram page if you want to see pictures and videos. Hold tight for that report. I'm also going to be writing one for print. I haven't written a print piece in a, a, a couple of months, so I'm going to be back right, tuning up my print writing skills. Very different from audio writing skills, by the way. Writing for people's ears is different than writing for people's eyes. So I'm excited. Tuesday, tomorrow, I'm expecting to interview a famous Israeli actress on Instagram Live after a long day of research. I'm going to do some research tomorrow for a long-term study I'm conducting. In the nighttime, I am going to be interviewing Moran Rosenblatt. You are going to see her face and recognize her from Fauda and Hit and Run. That is going to be on our Israel Daily News podcast Instagram page at 7 p.m. Go to israeldaily.news on Instagram and you'll find us there. We're going to be live at 7, but don't worry if you miss it. The video is still going to be there. A 26-year-old woman is dead after people are speaking up. They tried to heal her by performing an exorcism on her. Three people were involved when the woman collapsed while in the hands of a Bedouin sheikh who practices witchcraft, and his practice includes exorcism ceremonies. That's according to Israel's Channel 12. A 64-year-old sheikh was arrested along with a 32-year-old doctor and a 25-year-old man who is believed to have been her husband. The doctor was called when the woman dropped. The three are expected to appear at the Beersheba Magistrates Court, which is the closest court. They were in Tel Sheva. The 26-year-old had reportedly not been feeling well for quite some time. Her husband says that he sent her into treatment alive and that she came out dead. 
This isn't the first time that this has happened. The Times of Israel reports Palestinians in the area have experienced this before with a young Palestinian man being badly beaten during a 2015 exorcism, which left him dead in Hebron, which is in the West Bank. The teen had a mental illness and was sent to a healer to drive out evil from his spirit. Similar incidents were reported in 2014, 2011, and 1998. Israeli gymnast Andre Medvedev wins bronze in the men's vault event at the Artistic Gymnastics World Championships. Medvedev was born in Russia and moved to Israel when he was 12 years old and has won silver medals before in the European Championships in 2019 and 2021. This year was the first year that he qualified for the finals of the Artistic Gymnastics World Championship in Japan. Medvedev missed out on the Tokyo Olympics due to injuries, but he returned strong, scoring a 14.5 and a 14.7 for a weighted tally of 14.6. Another Israeli athlete, Ophir Netzer, came in sixth place in the Artistic Gymnastics World Championship Finals for the women's vault with a score of 13.6, which was her personal best. Congratulations to our Israeli finalists. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, October 25th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 18 degrees Celsius and a high of 25 degrees. That's 66 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 79 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. If you're on our mailing, you would have gotten it this morning. Thank you to Alex Schloss for today's stories and updates and Michelle Milner for her social media work. I also can't believe I almost forgot to mention that tonight's Sunset Series, which is the Monday night cocktail hour that I host here in Tel Aviv for internationals, is hosting... Ambassador Dr. Michael Oren. That's right. I'm going to be hosting him tonight. I'm very excited about it. He served as Israel's ambassador to the United States between 2009 and 2013. And then he became a member of Knesset and deputy minister in the prime minister's office, which was really huge. And by the way, he gave up his American citizenship in order to take those roles because you can't have dual citizenship if you want to be a member of Knesset in Israel. So I find that really fascinating. He is going to be speaking about Israel 2048, which is his organization and platform. The idea is to bring Israelis and Jews from all around the world to share their vision of the future of Israel. Israel was created in 1948. So his Israel 2048 is about really focusing on Israel 100 years in its legacy. And I'm really excited to host him. And we're also going to be taking questions and answers. And I will let you know later in the week how that went. I wanted to make sure I, I shared that. It's so exciting. I'll send you off today with... Don't Lose It by Shifra and Dove. This cousin duo made the song over Zoom while Dove was in the United Kingdom and Shifra here in Israel. Don't forget that I'm going to be back with the next podcast on Thursday. This week, the updates are going to come to you from the desert city of Midburn, so I hope you'll enjoy that. Enjoy this original song and have a great and productive day. Let me up again.
Don't lose it all. 